Hello and welcome to episode four of season three of the Three Amigos FPL podcast. I'm your host Don. Wait, no, no, I'm not. Sorry, I'm not your host Don. Uh, I'm Mars, and I'm also obviously joined by my uh, by Amiga Kylie. Uh, Don is not uh, available tonight, unfortunately, basically because when I told him who's the guest coming, he decided that his heart was broken last time and uh, <laughs> and basically called it called in sick uh, after his accent was put in question, and uh, basically he realized that it doesn't work anymore so uh for those who uh remember what we're talking about we have our friends at fbl family joining us today sam and lee they don't need much much introduction but guys how you doing good evening yes doing very well thank you very well is stag not on tonight then you didn't uh, invite him back on i tried i, I tried i tried sam he's in the <laughs> us the usual. i tried uh, yeah sam's literally you're only here for the stag uh. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for inviting me sam sam to be fair we wanted you on but we knew you you come with a package, so we have to have a plus one, right? <laughs> How are you guys doing? Yeah, yeah. And um, tell us tell us about uh, let's let's get talking about the game week. I know I know there's been like you know nearly double the score, so um, hand it over to you guys. Tell us about your game week. Oh, do no, let's move on, move on, move on. <laughs> well, I, I'll I'll start then very very quickly because I don't want to dwell on it too much. Um, rubbish, to be honest with you, rubbish. The only thing I can say is I did pick the right captain. I was deliberating over Salah and Sterling all week, and in the end, I did go for Sterling. But in the end, it was large. You know, it wasn't like a massive difference between Salah and Sterling, wasn't it? But I, you know, got the six points out of Sterling. Happy with that. Um, outside of that, it was just a host of twos and ones. I mean, Callum Wilson got me an assist, but that's nothing much to shout about. The, the thing that really robbed me, obviously, was we went to the Liverpool Southampton game. Um, and clearly, you know, Salah having blanked, that's obviously bad for my team. But I thought, well, I've got the double Liverpool defence locked in at least. You know, Trent and uh, Virgil van Dijk, both in my team. And when Firmino scored the second goal, and I don't know what you thought, Mars, if you if you caught the highlights, but the Southampton team, the heads went down, the crowd went really quiet. I thought, that's it, 2-0, wrap it up. <coughs> and then yeah. Adrian uh, just pulls out the clanger to end all clangers. Yeah. My double clean sheet's gone. And yeah, we, actually, we, actually we actually could have drawn that game. Uh, right. Yeah. So, so, so in the end, game was, week two, was, pretty uh, bad for me. I was watching it not on an not 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 illegally, <clears throat> um, and um, uh, I, I was behind. So I heard that Liverpool had conceded. I was I was, and then I saw the ball with with Virgil. And I was like, okay, I must be really far behind. And then I hmm. saw what Adrian did. I was like, oh my god. <clears throat> but you know what? Look, he did. Uh, we talked about this didn't we, in DM. He, he did a couple of good saves and. Uh, these things happen. We move on. We won at the end, and we just need to to clear it out. So, um, so how many points? That did you said end up like on? a Liverpool fan, not like a fantasy football yes, manager, indeed. because I don't feel that zen about Adrian's <laughs> big blunder. Also, as a double Liverpool defence owner, there was no yeah, silver lining. Yes, I get. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, the FPL side. Yes, people are are, are annoyed, of course, um, for the double, and we'll come and, and cover that. So, Lee. How many points did you end up on? Uh, I ended up on 38 points. 38, I, which was actually that, three below average. I knew, wanna, I knew yeah, that. I just wanted really, really to say it out loud. <laughs> 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 and 38 times two, that makes 76, right? And Sam, how many points did you get? 73. Ah, nearly double. Nearly yeah. double. 
That's um, yeah. amazing. Yeah, with a captain blank as well, because I had Captain Salah um, this week, although I was pleased that he went off before the clean sheet went, so at least I got that bonus. Every um, point counts. Every point matters, <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of bonus points for the clean sheet stuff. Um, and actually, on the reverse of what you guys have just said, as a single Liverpool defender owner, it didn't bother me that much when the clean sheet went, because so many people had doubled up. That it was kind of like, well... The four points it was getting me, it was getting most people eight. So it probably worked in my favour in the end. Can I tell you a secret, Sam? Go on. I also have a single Liverpool defender. <laughs> uh, I'm never happy. I'm never no. happy when uh, when my team uh, concedes, but uh, in, as long as we win. Honestly, yeah. it makes no difference to me. I've always said that. I've hit a low point in FPL already this season. Uh, sitting on a Sunday hoping for Benteke to score to wipe out your double clean sheet is already already <laughs> a low point. But fair play to you for going double Sheffield United defence. No one saw that coming, I don't think. I did. I'll see. I've had this all weekend. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I mean, I didn't expect much from Kane last weekend, but obviously didn't want to lose him ahead of Newcastle in game week three. So I was quite, you know, I was all right with him getting getting two points um, for me in, out of game week two. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, it was a good game week. I had Dina, who obviously did really well. I um, I own KD, um, KDB, KWB, um, KDB, who has been absolutely outstanding, particularly in that Spurs game um, at the weekend. Um, and Lanzini, my jammy pick for the week, he, yeah, nice he popped up with an assist. So, yeah, all in all, a, a really good game week. Nice one. Yeah, no, sounds, sounds good. Yeah, I, I ended up on... Um, on 54, which was all right, to be honest. Um, I was fine on Saturday. I think Sunday I only had uh, Perez. But I, um, for about five minutes, I considered uh, Lundstrom versus um, Montoya, who starts. Um, and uh, I, I thought, in hindsight, it's a mistake because, again, looking at Palace, they look absolutely shocking. They, look, they don't, they don't mm. look like scoring at all. But anyway, we move on. So, yeah, 54 points. What about you, Kylie? Um, so I ended up on 45 points, I think it was, um, which look is not terrible, not great either. But I, looking at the fixtures, I wasn't really thinking that I'd have a, a super strong, uh, game week, but it was a little bit of a frustrating one because I captained that there were two things I was debating before deadline. One was I'd had Captain Salah all week and then I was thinking, oh, should I go Sterling? Maybe I should go Sterling. But I'd had this whole thing last year where I really questioned all of my decisions and kind of got overwrought with with all this overthinking. So I thought, no, I'm just going to go with whatever I had said, which was Salah. So that, you know, as you said, Lee, there, there wasn't a huge swing in points there, but it was still something. And then the other thing was that I was going to do the same as Sam and bench Zinchenko for Lindstrom. And then I, I'd had that the, the whole sort of time. And then I did see so many comments from Sheffield United fans um, who, you know, there was a lot of debate over whether he would start. And can we just repeat honest? Sheffield United? We said it. Sheffield United. I did say it right. Okay. Yes, yes. Yeah. There's yeah, well only done. one Sheffield something team in the Premier League. But, so you knew who I meant last week. But anyway, moving on. Um, but I j- just simply because I don't know enough about the team or their players, I sort of thought, oh, God, you know, there is a chance that Zinchenko 
could get something. You know, he nearly got an assist the week before, and indeed he had a couple of shots at goal in, in that match. So I kind of talked myself out of it. Soul crushing because, of course, who was sitting next to me? Only Jamie Paul, and I'm having flashbacks now, because Barkley didn't play for him. And so in he comes with Lundstrom. And to cap it off, in the same game week, my mum, who is now, I created a monster. She's now obsessed with <laughs> Do you know what she did? Sam, you'll be scandalised by this. But she actually sold Kane and brought in Pookie. What? Who does yeah. that? <laughs> I know. Kylie's mum, she's a Renegade. legend. Amazing. Renegade stuff. Oh, my God. She's got $4.5 million in the bank now. And she's like, oh, no, who should I get? I have so much money. I'm like, who does that? And pulls it off. Crazy. But um, so there was a lot of happiness around me. and I wasn't totally feeling it. But after having a really good game week one, I, you know, I, I was kind of zen. I'm still mildly resentful towards Paul, but I'll get over it yep. eventually. Listen, it, what the thing the thing about this game week is okay. Taking Sam's scoring to one side, it's not been really the highest of scoring. So, yeah, I think anything over forty. Sorry, Lee. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How many more times? <laughs> I mean, look, look at just was just to cover the the three amigos FPL Classic League. We've got um, in, in number one and staying at number one FPL Mavericks Mav Mavbra. He scored sixty. Um, Kaz CT. Jumped into second, Mahishtapa, 67. Uh, Saigon Foxes, Gav Brown in third place, 70 points. Uh, Ayaya, uh, Chong Ting uh, uh, coming in number four, 73 points. And in fifth place, I make Mane moves, uh, 59 points. So, I mean, yeah, you know, six, the odd 70 there, but I think between 50 and 60, oh, above average. It's not been the... the, the I think the main difference is that not the the big hitters did not really deliver, right? We can say that. The, just, I mean, did not deliver as much as they did the first game week. Yeah, we, um, the, the we often see games. in FPL, don't we? We often see sometimes, you know, you have a whole summer to think about what your game week one's going to look like. So you have almost like a wild card for game week one. And then almost game week two is almost like a bit of a corrective, <laughs> isn't it? I don't know. I mean, you. I, I played it totally differently. You do That's it differently, yeah. And I noticed over the course of the summer, you were saying, you know, I'm going to set myself up for the first, you know, Three. I'm not even going to worry about game week one. I'm, I'm worried about game week one to five or one to four. Um, whereas I was quite keen to make a good start in game week one. And actually, it's cost me in game mm. week two. So it's always my strategy is always that the team that I set up in the summer, I start with a team that I think will be good for game week one. And then I tinker with them till I think they're good for game week two, especially. Um, but then also will see me through game weeks three, four and five until we get to kind of international break, potential wildcard territory. Um, and in doing that, it always means every season that my game week one score isn't necessarily as high as everyone else's because game week one for most people <coughs> the team is, has got the perfect um the perfect you know matches to come so for most people game week one scores are inflated and then of course this year they were even great more greatly inflated because all of the premium assets delivered something yeah um, so it meant that at the end of game week one I was kind of like oh, well you know average was what 65 I got 70 so it wasn't horrendous but it wasn't as good as it could have been but I knew going into game week two that my team was set up for what could potentially be a really good game week and Mm. as a result that's where we are yeah yeah that's actually a handy segue in a moment uh for our big discussion of the week 
but we're briefly going to sidetrack. Um, we know what's coming. Some people tell their woes to their significant others. Some people talk to their psychiatrist to let out a little bit of angst. But, you know, we've got Marcy, and Marcy does his own thing here. Instead, he likes to rant on his FPL podcast with his friends. So we're going to hand him the mic because he's got a long week ahead, and we know it's good for his health. So, Marcy, unleash the beast. Yeah, yeah, I've got... <laughs> I've got a couple of uh, points that need to do. be discussed. Yeah, the first one, and this is going to be brief. All this bullcrap that I keep hearing about the community being toxic, rubbish, changing. Listen, you choose your own community. You choose your own friends. Mute, block whoever you don't like. We've got a bunch of strangers meeting up on Saturday, thanks to Planet Pod. And people are telling me that there's no friends in the community or people are not nice. It's probably one of the best things about FBO to be honest. So stop complaining and follow who you like and don't follow who you don't like. It's that simple. Now the other one, you know, FBL Twitter caught me red-handed tinkering with the wild card. Picture this, they were getting, picturing me getting in Mane for Salah. How could they forget that Twitter be a Red Sea? All this time Twitter was watching all their moves and plan B. So to these guys I say, how can you Twitter decide what is better? You better watch your back before the price rise is a killer. Let's review the situation that you're caught up in. To be a true player, you've to, you have to know how to play. If they say B, convince them it's C. Never admit to considering Kane for Puki. And if they say R, you tell them, I'm waiting to C. And then, Lee, you might say, but they said he's a one game weaker. It's not their team. Saw me tinkering with De Bruyne. It's not their team. I even had considered No Salah. It's not their team. They even caught me knee jerking Fraser. It's not their team. They saw me tracking Price Tracker. It's not their team. And that's the message. Do what you want. It's not their team. Listen to Shaggy. <laughs> well Love, it. Love it. That was it. That was an extra good one. You managed to to get a lot of football references into uh, Mr. Bombastic Shaggy there. Yep. And see, of it, course, see, Mars didn't think I would know that song. Yeah, I had to. <laughs> he actually asked. <laughs> Well, I'm not 12. Okay, I do remember it. <laughs> no, it's just it's really like I, you know, I'm I'm seeing people again having to justify why they're doing their work hard or why not. But at the end of the day, what you have is me telling Lee what his team should be because I want that team, and him telling me what my team should be because he wants his team. Just play your game, and then you know we'll find out later what happens. Every year is different. If people want a wild card, that's up to them. If people want to take hits, that's up to them. I just, I don't get the whole, I don't know, it's, it is definitely, um, maybe people are scared they don't want to go alone or want to go alone or, I don't know, I don't know what it is to be honest. I actually thought the most succinct way I've seen this whole conundrum put was uh, not that long ago actually, before the season started and Neil Murray had, had tweeted, you know, my opinion of your team is my team. For this whole yeah, you know, exactly. season thing, because we do all have our own views. Obviously, things change when we're factoring in form um, when the season starts. But I think it's all, you know, at the start of the season, we have a lot more active players. Everyone's kind of excited. We're back in it. Price rises are going bananas. Everything's happening. And maybe <coughs> there's just a little more extra excitement and energy uh, from everyone and panic. To a degree. It's all good to have a discussion. And that's why, you know, when I see a discussion, I actually join in sometime. So I, sat, I saw Adam Hopcroft, 
um, uh, having a discussion with FBO Partridge, with Neil. They're talking about having a wild card. Why are they doing it? Why not? That's fine. It's when you read the comments and people go, oh, uh, you wildcarding? I can't believe that. That's really stupid. That's really early. Or why are you not having him in the wildcard versus him? I mean, again, there's, there, there's a line between a discussion or having your own opinion about somebody else's team. But, you know, we can't. it's Twitter and that's what we like about it. We just have to take the good with the bad. But I just wanted, I re, to be honest, I wanted to do my own uh, shaggy rap. So I thought that, that works. That was, that, was, that was the main thing I took from that was, uh, was you know, listen to Shaggy. That's, you know, if you're going to listen to some of the great philosophers of our time, uh, listen to Shaggy is a, that's a lesson I think we can all learn from. Yeah, if you get stuck with what to do with your FPL team, just listen, listen to, Shaggy. to Shaggy. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. So let's continue with this and uh, go into the big topic of the week. Right. So in this section... Uh, of the show, we put aside uh, some time to discuss the big talking points in our FBL community on Twitter. And this week, it's how soon is too soon to wrap up your preseason plans and hit that wildcard button. Preseason trends not be uh, not uh, bearing fruit. Big at the back. A big re- uh, a big reason for people wildcarding or taking hits to reform their team is that a man or, um, a lot of us invested in our defence. However. With City and Liverpool only managing one clean sheet between them in the opening two game weeks, is a strategy change required? Lee, what do you think? Um, I don't think it is. You know, I don't think it is. I see a lot of people, like you said before, in, in your rant there, Mars, sort of panicking about the big at the back, and you know, how am I going to fund the midfield and forward moves that I want? Well, I, you know, I need to drop. Uh, Laporte down or I need to get rid of Trent or I need to get rid of Virgil or I need to you know move off of some of these players and and to be honest I don't I don't necessarily buy into it in in totality I think if you if you desperately think that you need that one and a half million or that two million to go and invest in your midfield and your forwards then as you said before it's your team and that's what you want to do that's what you want to do um I, I think the the one of the key talking points around this kind of big at the back or not centers um squarely around the Liverpool defense right I think we were mm. all talking about um the Liverpool defense being really good assets coming into the new season um you know uh, attacking potential as well as clean sheet potential for your 6.5 or your 7 million depending on who you were who you were going to go for um and I've seen a lot this week about people getting off of Liverpool defenders, and I totally get it, right? I get it because you want to take some money out to reinvest. But I would urge caution. You know, Liverpool's defence um, is is a good defence, right? So it's a very good set of defenders, um, not just because they keep clean sheets, but because they get attacking returns as well. Um, not been not looked that great so far this season. Um, and I noticed that the XGC, the expected goals conceded, was pretty high against. Um, Southampton last game weekend it was not that great against Norwich either Um, but if you take those two games in isolation um, you know we went we went for it against Norwich at home we we scored four goals and if you concede one then you know Klopp and the boys at the back are not that bothered about how we all feel about our FPL defenders they're just happy they've won 4-1 so at the time we kind of took our foot off the gas a little bit in the second half in that Norwich game with a view to playing in the Super Cup I thought so you know, all right, and, and Pookie took the goal well, right? And for that reason, we're all thinking about getting Pookie. So, you know, looks like a class player, and that's a conversation for later on. So that was a Norwich game. Could have been a clean sheet, but, you know, my view is we took our foot off the gas a little bit. Then we come to the Southampton game, which was, you know, it, there was a, a freak incident, right? And I've seen stats going around on Twitter this week about, you know, the the XGC, the expected goals conceded for Liverpool in that game was something like 1.9, 1.94, something like that. So... You know what that what that stat suggests is that Liverpool should have conceded two goals in that game. Um, 
But a lot of that is going to, you know, the the the, the Adrian incident that's going to mm. have a high XGC. Uh, the Danny Ings miss at the end, which yeah. he, he should have put away, that is going to have an, a high XGC. Those two incidents, in my opinion, are going to be skewing that particular statistic that seems to be banding around on on Twitter and 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 the likes this week. Um, and if you look at the game, if you watch that game, when Firmino scores at two 0 the game is dead. The game is completely dead. The, the Southampton heads went down. We were there at the game. The crowd were completely quiet. Um, and he, and I thought, you know, that's it, game over. Now, in any other, you know, 99 times out of 100, Adrian doesn't make that mistake. He passes it out wide rather than giving it to Danny Ings. We see the game out 2-0. Danny Ings doesn't have that opportunity at the end because Southampton are not pushing forward. They're just basically waiting to be put out of their misery. <laughs> Liverpool win the game 2-0. And all of a sudden, you're talking about bonus points because we looked at the BPS on our last live stream. Yeah, we did, Actually, yeah. Virgil van Dijk and Robertson would have got, if they got the clean sheet, would have been up to one BPS. Mm. Uh, Trent would have stuck on five because he got booked. But nevertheless, you'd be talking about a Liverpool defence where yeah. okay, Robbo, Robbo blanked in game week one, but then got seven. Van Dijk got eight and then seven. And then Trent got... Exactly. Uh, five. Five and yeah, five. Five and then five, right? No, I, so I, I don't think we need to panic at all about Liverpool. I don't know what you guys think. I, do, I totally I do. agree, yeah. Go, go um, ahead, I was just going to say, it, coming back to this whole, but, you know, our, our two most expensive defences in City and Liverpool, you know, only getting one clean sheet in two matches each. And I, I think it is a bit melodramatic for all the reasons you've just said regarding Liverpool, because if not for that Adrian incident, then it would have been a clean sheet there. There were attacking returns for two of the three most popular defenders in the first match. And then if you look at City, they got a clean sheet in the first match. But like realism, they were playing Tottenham. You know, it's not like they were playing Aston Villa or something. They were playing a top six size. Realistically, were people... people, (laughs) Were people... We we cannot do that to Spurs. no, were really? people anticipating? Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, were people anticipating uh, a clean sheet against Tottenham there? Because that's just—it's this expectation management thing. Mm. I mentioned it last week. Well, Sam was were, Sam wasn't, and she did the right thing by mentioning Tinchinko. Too old, right? Mm. Exactly. I put him yeah. in hoping for an attacking return somehow. It's just with with the top six when they play each other, it, it's it's going to sound stupid. I'm doing a Michael. I'm doing a Michael Owen. It's either going to be really tight or it's going to be an open game with lots of goals. So I'm not going to personally, I don't bench my premium players. And that caught me because Lundstrom should. But again, for me, it was Montoya who would have been benched, not 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 Zinchenko. But just talking about these, the back to to wrap it up quickly. I I said from the beginning that I was not convinced with the Liverpool defence in preseason, which is why I didn't go with two. So I understand why people are panicking, but they... They, I don't want to say we saw it coming. The reason that pe- what you said, Lee, is right. People went with Trent, Robbo or Van Dijk, not only for clean sheets. They will continue to get returns, right? Mm-hmm. So Robbo got returns, uh, sorry, Trent got returns, Van Dijk got returns, and they will continue even if we concede. At the moment, with the, uh, even with Alisson, now with, that, with the Adrian uh, at the back, it's just that for me, I don't, uh, I'm a bit um, wary as a, as a fan. And, I, and, and from an FPL point of view, I decided that I'll just have Van Dijk as the one that will always play. Robert, you could argue, who would also always play. And just be safe. Now, but it's not just about Liverpool. The, the, the big at the back, you can still be big at the back and have three big defenders. It doesn't have to be five. So I can understand if people want to 
So if you started with five at the back and you decide now that there is maybe you've seen in two over two games that there's midfielders or forwards that you really want, I think it's fine to downgrade one of those and play with three at the three big big guys. That's still big at the back. You're still investing big at the back. I guess it's you know, I was never a fan of big five players at the back. But I understand why people do it and I understand if they want to continue with it. So what 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 we're saying is, is there's not it's not like Yes, panic. No, don't panic. Assess your team and where you see. For me, it's the must. Don't. It's not about jumping on the bandwagon. It's where there's always that one player that you feel you must have in your team. Go for and it. You, and you and and by the way, you can go big at the back because you can also go small at the back. You've got we've got a great. We've got almost like a bit of a cheat code on yeah. FPL this year yeah. with Lundstrom. Yeah. So if you've yeah. got Lundstrom, then you can afford to have the big guys. So exactly. I, think, I, don't think, I don't think you need to panic. I really don't. No, and I think, no. you know, so for me, I, I looked at the, the, the stats from last season about um, where the top 5% and the top 10% um, of the game, like top 5K, top 10K, all of that kind of, all those nice stats that come out at the end of the season. And when you look at that, um, given that last season was a really big defender year in in terms of point scores, actually, when you look at the majority of the people in those you know, high brackets, the sort of 1% of the gamers, um, they only play three at the back from the majority of the season. So I decided to start the season with just just three big hitters and then two little ones um, at the back. Now, for me, I felt that was my major risk at the beginning of the season because everybody else seemed to be going really big at the back. And I kept looking at my team thinking, my gosh, I haven't got the budget to have Kane and Salah and everybody else that I want and have five big hitters <coughs> at the back. So I think my point is that you, if you want to play with four big hitters or five big hitters at the back and not have as much of your budget for your forwards, then that's absolutely fine. But mm-hmm. there is scope to go with three big hitters, two nice little ones, um, and spread the wealth a little bit more if you want <laughs> I like to. It. Two nice little ones. From, yeah. now on, from now on, the four and the four Sam, Sam, no surprise yet again. We have exactly the same thinking. That's what I did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's go and watch a Frozen really movie now. Yeah. Let's go watch Frozen. <laughs> 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 question for question for you guys. I'm sorry, Mars. I know you want to move on. Question without no, wanting to scare the, without wanting to scare the Trent owners. Do you think he, do you think Klopp's going to start Trent this weekend against uh, Aubameyang and Arsenal? I want to know your answer to this because I, I have Virgil and Trent and I'm I'm I a little nervous. I I think he will I think he will because their weak point their weak point is is, is their wing backs as well. And um I think by have personally I would like by having Trent you keep them busy they won't then then you know Maitland Lyles yeah he's a good player and last time he scored didn't he score against uh, or set up the goal anyway. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, exactly. But I think I think I think Trent plays. I, I think Trent plays. Um, I would like to see the same back four personally. I think Gomez is good, but I prefer the Matip Van Dijk partnership right now, and I prefer Trent on the right. Yeah, I th- I, th- I think I agree with you. I think before the season started, this was the game. Knowing that uh, if Aubameyang and Lacazette were both fit, this was the game. I was worried that Klopp might might go a bit more assured in defence with Gomez mm. at fullback and without yeah. Trent. Um, but having watched Gomez so far this season, I don't, I don't fancy him honestly, mate. I don't, I don't think he looks assured at all. So I think on that basis, he'll go with Trent and Matip. I just think we'll look much more with 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 having lost Allison. We look much more comfortable when Matip is at the back with Van Dijk. Agreed. Um, and I think, yeah, I mean, yes, Trent, Trent has his 
this this weakness about him at the back, but then what he offers going forward with an open team like Arsenal, who will come to attack as well, hopefully anyway. Um, I think I think we'll um, we'll pick them up. Hopefully, I think he's gonna. I told you, right? I think we said it will either be six six or nil nil. <laughs> Remember that game a There's few so seasons back where um, Andre Arshavin got four goals and it was four all. It's yes. going to be like that, isn't it? It's just going to be a it's, goal fest. It's, it is <laughs> the way both teams are defending. It will be a goal fest. <laughs> right. Mo- moving on to another big topic and uh, and a name that has been mentioned few times, not for his hairstyle, but also the fact that he's done absolutely sweet FA. Ayose Perez. Struggling to link up with the new teammates, no returns, but probably two shots or something like that. He failed to pass the eye test for you, Kylie. But is there uh, and, and for us? And is but is there any redemption suggested in his stats so far this season? Uh, he has two good fixtures coming up, but they are worth wait. But are they worth waiting for? We've got questions from FPL Addict at FPL Addict zero one. Who do I get in for Perez? FPL um, underscore bits, uh, uh, FPL underscore bits. Shall I hold on to Perez for one more week uh, or go Matt to replace him? So people are already getting fed up. What What do you think, Kylie? Yeah, uh, Perez. No, um, I I had Perez. And you don't like the hairstyle? No, I just don't like anything about him. He, he's on my my bad list right now. Um, he was one of only two players to let me down both weeks, but he's the one that I feel really meh about. Um, obviously, he was somewhat of a punt for all of us who went for him. With the work that Leicester had done on their team, they just looked like a really strong attacking force, and I think that they will be this season. Um, but I just think that they need to gel together a bit and certainly with Perez I mean part of the appeal is this out of position role he's supposed to be playing but he's actually been playing quite wide and he's just not doing it for me I mean he he's got one shot on target I think um uh, out of maybe three shots across the two two games zero chances created it's just all a little bit uninspired and so I, I think he will evolve into a good player. Incidentally, he seems to do all of his work at the latter part of the season anyway, so maybe that's when we need to be looking at him. Yeah. But for I Leicester... Think... Sorry? Go ahead. No, no, finish. Yeah, I mean, for Leicester, I think the the option at the moment is Madison. He's certainly... Mm have scored at the weekend, should have scored at the weekend, um, but got the assist and seems the more likely of them for me right now. I just think, uh, you know, we are starting to see these players come out of the works that are below that 6-5 point. And, you know, while there's undoubtedly question marks about all of them, you know, the key ones there being Trossard, Mount in particular, and I'll get to Mount in a second, um, McGinn scored in, in the first match for, for Villa. You know, there are these cheaper options and, you know, maybe shaving that 0.5 off is going to really help someone fund a move elsewhere. I'd be more inclined to take a punt on maybe one of those, even though, you know, I think that there's potential pitfalls lurking for all of them. I wouldn't say, given the fixtures for Perez, you know, He's probably not the most urgent fire people need to put out. 
a lot of people are interested in looking at how they can get Martial or get KDB or various other things. A lot of people have two free transfers, you know, and you're not going to save a huge amount of money selling Perez. But I think, you know, if you're in a position where you can, then I would, and I absolutely will. Um, mm. I've the, already glare, I've I've already glory again at the amount of my team. Get out of that door. Yeah, you're yeah, not welcome I mean, back anymore. That's it. He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> he's gone. gone. He's there gone. was a lot of Perez. He's gone. Um, it's a, it was a mistake. I said on Twitter. I said on Twitter. Sometimes you just need when you look at your team. It's it's not you, and you watch them play. So for example, like. Um, let's say, uh, Boomerang, the first two games. He didn't really set the world alight, but you can see when he gets a chance and he's in the right place, he will score and he and he return. More or similar. Yeah. More got an assist, got a goal. He still has something in him. I look at Perez and I see nothing. I honestly yeah. see nothing right now. Now, he could come good, like you said, but actually I have been disappointed with Leicester full stop. That's just, I was expecting Rogers to go for it. Attacking-wise. And I've been saying, you know, go with the attackers, ignore the defenders of Leicester, Rogers can't defend, but he will attack. And it might work. It might come come along, but not right now. Um, one of the things, so what you, I agree with what you said um, regarding shaving the 0.5, etc. Or, or that even with his fixtures, if you have other injuries or other burning uh, players you want to bring in. But the, yeah. what I've done is I also went completely down, bring, bring in my favourite name, Todd, brought in Todd and got rid of Perez and I'll use the money to bring in uh, the better ginger than scores in the blue half. <laughs> I, think, I think if you, yeah, I mean, that's definitely an option. I mean, one of the questions there was about Mason Mount. Yes. Um, yeah. And obviously the Chelsea assets, we've kind of touched on them in the last few weeks because they are really nicely priced. The, the first game week wasn't really a, a great um showcase for them but admittedly I still firmly believe that that was a flattering result for United and we did discuss that last week um yes there's definitely questions over whether Mason Mount is definitely nailed I mean he's played with the 90 minutes for the last two seems to be very much a favorite for uh Lampard but you know at, at six million, I think you can afford a little bit of questions, and I, I probably more have questions about Chelsea maybe than yeah. uh, Mount in particular. But what I would say is, if we're making a comparison here, Mount is six million, though I do believe he's due to go up tonight, and Perez due to go down in price tonight. But uh, given that Perez has done next to nothing um, in the last two game weeks for Mount, he's had seven attempts, five of them on target. It's like seventy-one percent shot accuracy and five chances created and then obviously he did score so I think just looking at the minimal statistics that we have at the moment and the fact that they have quite good fixtures on the horizon in Norwich uh, Sheffield United and Wolves um, they've then got Liverpool and then they've got a run of about six pretty decent fixtures I definitely think it's worth the punt I mean there's with the likes of Trossard, for example, who is the, the same price, I'd have some questions or concerns over whether, you know, he didn't feature at all in game week one because Gross played, even though he played really well after that and he seemed to be very popular in preseason. Are we absolutely sure that we think that he's going to keep Gross on the bench, uh, given how well Gross has done historically for much of the season? I'm not entirely sure. So mm. I think Mount is probably in that price range 
maybe a decent option to go with. You're not married to him for the season. And certainly if it's funding something, even with that little, and, you know, saving 0.5, given the mania that is happening with price changes at the moment, you know, you're seeing a lot of people getting stressed because they're being priced 0.1 out by someone going up. Pookie looks like he's going up for the third time this week overnight. Um, you know, saving 0.5 could be helpful in getting you what you want elsewhere. Yeah. You see, it, it, I, uh, I really like the the stats that you shared. You know, you know how much I love stats, right? And he oh, actually yeah, also scored. So much. <laughs> he also he also scored against Liverpool in the Super Cup. Now, of course, it was ruled out for offside. But what 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 you look at the, the um, what you look at these is the fact that the position, the shot, the int- you know the intent of attacking, etc. So I do like him, but I have issue with, with Chelsea at the moment. It's for me, it's like they, it will be a punt. Like you said, it's a punt. Now I've taken a punt on Perez. Do I want another punt at this stage and keep falling backwards? I think right now is, you know, again, there was a big discussion with Chief and, and others on about a marathon versus a sprint versus this versus that. And what I said was, I think it's a marathon, but you need to keep up with the pack at the beginning. So a little sprint, then it's a marathon. And I'll be right now, I'll try and limit that amount of punts that I'm taking and go for players that I know have, you know, either good fixtures or known form or from a big team that is doing well, even though it's only been two games. At that price, if you if you, it's a different matter if you're talking about going up, uh, yeah, you know, moving that Perez place up to get to someone from you know that might fit all of that criteria. But if you're talking about and this, you know, the example in the question was Mount, which suggests going down a little bit. You do yeah. have question marks over all of those options. None of them if are flawless, so they'd be priced higher. If he's your fourth def- midfielder, maybe. I would rather have a stronger three and then and then see what happens. But that's just that's just my approach. What do you, what do you guys think? Lean I think I think I think in terms of Perez, uh, yeah, agree with everything you've said. He's he's looked a little bit lost out on the right wing, and I, and mm. and that's the Rogers system. The Rogers system is he's going to play that three across the front there, um, which was kind of unexpected given what we saw in pre-season. I thought I we might see him in that kind of number ten role. Uh, but it doesn't seem to be it doesn't seem to be fitting currently with the system, and he, he he's struggling to adapt. I think we also know that Rogers, um, you know, he's got very uh, intense fitness regimes, right? He likes his players to be fit, and I wonder whether we've seen it before with Perez, as you guys said before, he's a bit of a slow starter. Maybe he's not naturally that fit a player. Maybe the training's knackering him out. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But I've, I've, I've not seen anywhere near enough, as you guys quite rightly say, in the, in the first two game weeks to suggest that he should be near my team. The fixtures for Leicester look all right, but actually it's not just him. Leicester in total don't look quite at the races at the moment. I don't know what it is. Maybe they're lacking Maguire's leadership at the back. I, I don't know. Um, and on that basis, yeah, he's, he's gone for me. He's going to be a transfer out for me this week. Um, you've got him as well, right, Perez? Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> that sums it up. Yeah, I feel I feel very meh about Perez. Um, yeah. I feel like, um, as Kylie said earlier, I've only got two players in my team um, that haven't performed at all, either in game week one or, or game week two. Perez is obviously one of those. Um, the other is Shea Adam at Southampton. Um, those are the two I'd really like to move out this week. Um, but but and the thing is, is that I've I've got a couple of days. Um, potentially, maybe not with Perez, but with um, with Shea Adams, I've definitely got a couple of days before he he drops in price. But 
my concern is I've also got Dina who's who's yellow flagged and I kind of wanted to wait until we get towards the back end of the week so we can kind of see where we are before I start making any decisions but I kind of feel with Perez that I'm going to be either forced to keep him because he's going to take a drop in price it's going to make it hard to get rid of or I've got to make a decision about where I'm going with him now um and I I need to decide on on whether I want to go with somebody like Kylie was saying who keeps me in this sort of that ish bracket maybe mount or somebody around the kind of just under the just under Perez's price now or do I drop him down massively and like you were saying Mars and go and go with somebody really really cheap like I I really like look at Campwell um at Norwich but then do I want Campwell and Pookie you know um so it's very hard um Madison's Madison's the one if you want to stick on Leicester and and let's be fair, we've only got two data points, so we haven't got a hell of a lot of stats to go off yet this season. So it's it's largely eye test. From what I've seen of Leicester, Madison looks energetic, full of it. He's on set pieces. He's the one I'd have. But of course, you've got to find 0.5 if you're going you to go Perez to to uh, to Madison. And the fixtures, I think, are what are making me making me feel uneasy about transferring Perez out. I don't like to yeah, transfer a player have... out with nice mm. fixtures for the next two. Given I got him in. For the first four weeks of fixtures. They'll struggle at Sheffield, though. From what we've seen at Sheffield yes. United, they might struggle up there. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a tough one, I think. Right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll have to think it over. Let's, mm-hmm. move, uh, let's move on. Sam, we'll stay with you. Okay. The darli- some of the darlings of the FBL Twitter at the beginning of the season were the Bournemouth attackers. Highly fancied in preseason, they have underwhelmed in the first two game weeks. King's owners have had a penalty goal to cheer. Penalty goal? I'm going to have a go at Don for saying writing penalty goal. (laughs) (laughs) Wilson's pair of assists while Ryan Fraser's owners are left desolate. Uh, (laughs) Meanwhile, there is Pookie Pookie Plane about to take off. uh, um, And And that should take off. That's in the Bahamas now. That's somewhere else altogether. That is in flight. (laughs) <laughs> Pookie's party first started and now the plane is about to take off I've got a ticket myself anyway I managed to get a last minute cancellation um, and now people are looking to ship Ryan where, where should they reinvest the cash Sam or do you agree by the way are you keep, do you have any any of the Wilson Fraser King are you selling are you keeping um, I have Josh King um, so it, Again, he's another one that's kind of a, a bit of a quandary to me because obviously did get the penalty. Should we call it a penalty goal? He's got the penalty goal. <laughs> <laughs> penalty goal. Next time, this guy's going to be touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> um, in game week two. Um, so part of me thinks, you know, it's a bit unfair of me to kind of go, well, thanks for those points, but on your bike while I go and I go and jump on the Pookie, um, Pookie aeroplane off to the Bahamas. But... Um, let me stop with the pookie analogies. For goodness. But, I, <laughs> but, but I kind of also feel that with Bournemouth, you know, those three, in particular Ryan Fraser, was so, so good last season. Surely at some stage he comes good again. Now, Josh King, it was a bit of a punt early season and he was nearly pookie, to be honest, right, right from game week one. It's just I didn't fancy the Norwich fixtures. I think for me at the moment, Bournemouth are, they're a club that, I am not feeling 
an overwhelming amount of joy about owning an asset from. So they are also not likely to go shooting up in price at any point soon because everyone's moving off of them and onto onto those that are performing. So for me, I think it is it is time to move on the Bournemouth assets and then if well when they will they will start playing well when they do it will then have more information about who it is that's going to be good for me actually at the moment it's looked like harry wilson of mm. all the assets that's looked good and he's one that of course none of us are on because we're all on the ones that did well last season so yeah for me i think it, it it potentially is time to, to lose the likes of Callum and Josh King and sadly Ryan Fraser too, if you're on him, because there are so many players um, that are performing around them. But, you know, after this game, we, we do we do have some really nice fixtures coming up for them. So it might be a case of moving them on before they play Man City this weekend and then looking at over those next, what is it, four, four-ish games where they've got some nice fixtures, getting one back when they start performing then. Yeah. It's, it's City next, though, then it's Leicester away, and then it's Everton at home. Now, Everton are being really tight at the back tight, at the moment, yeah. and then it's Southampton and West Ham. So the next three, I'm, I'm sure I agree with you, I think the next three look pretty tough, actually, for Leicester. Mm. Uh, for Bournemouth, I should say. Yeah. I think um, I think to be honest, it's an easy one if you're double if you've doubled up on Wilson and Frank sure. King. One of them, yeah. one of them has to go. It's especially playing City even for the short term, like you said, Lee. Um, the difficult one, oh, yeah. I, I, unlike you, Sam, I had King, but yeah, he's also out. Um, there was no space for him on the pokey plane. <laughs> no, exactly. I think and it's I think... really easy to move Ryan Fraser or justify moving Ryan Fraser in particular yes. because all he's given his owners is a yellow card, um, and just because of the price point that he's at, exactly. Um, you know, there there are other options there that are proving much more effective. And I think you don't feel any guilt that way. Callum has at least delivered a couple of an, uh, of assists. Um, obviously, there was the penalty for um, King. And so maybe if people have other fires that they're focused on, mm. uh, if they want to scooch Perez out of their team or something, you know, maybe they're looking elsewhere. It's not an ideal fixture, no question. Um, I, I don't think they had any shots against City last time they played them, if I'm correct. No. Um, but I, Sam's point is good there. It might be a case that certainly if you have two, um, but even if you only have one, given that both in the striker slots and in that kind of midfield range with Fraser there's other alternatives you could jump off uh so you're not not facing City and they maybe monitor those couple of fixtures where they're not amazing yeah I think we'll see Bournemouth be Bournemouth again but maybe it's a bad timing thing I think for me with the Bournemouth assets, um, they're a real sentimental pick from last season. I think all of us that played FPL last year have a real attachment, particularly to Ryan Fraser, because he was so good for the majority of the season last year. I think if this was your very first season, you would move off of those Bournemouth assets without even thinking about it. It's just that we are used to them performing so much better than they currently are. They're a good side, though. I think Carly's right. I think if you've got Wilson... 
don't think he's not a terrible pick. He's got five and five, right? Mm. So when the goals start, exactly, going, it's going to be happy days. And I think yeah, he's a, the he's a good long term pick, right? I, I don't, yeah. I wouldn't. And I, he's, he's a perennial troll for me, right? I was going to say they won't flow until you get rid of him. I'm transferring him out this week. So well, you did it then, so it's your I've, fault, Lee. I've, 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 mainly, I've mainly transferred him out this game week so that he bags a hat trick against City. That's is the, that the, the main see, reason I've done it. You yeah. see, I, th- I think the frustration comes is people relied on him as their main man, and with others performing. So he, in some teams, he is the the most expensive striker. Yeah. Well, it's and, like that for and, me. Well, yeah, and I'm sure two assists is just not enough when Kane is bagging a brace, boomerang scoring in two games, and then you've got, uh, you can save a million and a half and go down to Puki and even King, his partner, and other teams, you know, other players scoring, and he's just getting an assist in every game. But you're absolutely right. Maybe once the first goal comes in, they will start flying in. But there is a justification right now to move on because you can save money or even move to somebody like Rashford or so Rashford, same price as him, I think, or maybe 0.5 more, you know, doing a lot yeah, more, a lot better, a lot better. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, it, it didn't pain me at all to get rid of Perez. I'm more than happy to do that, but a little bit pain me to get rid of Wilson. Back-to-back assists mm. is not to be sniffed at, frankly. At least he's but, delivering, but, you know, yeah, he's delivering. Yeah, he's doing certainly doing more than Perez anyway. Um yeah. Okay, so we'll move on to the essential tag. So, Marzi, I'll come to you here. With Lundstrom at 4 million, Marshall at 7.6, and Pookie Barnes, you know, there have been several low to mid price options who have gotten off to a blistering start. And we've mentioned a couple of them on the pod already. Um, as much as we dislike the term essential, as there's really no one winning formula to success in fantasy football, as we all know. Um, but have any of the early hot assets launched themselves into the must-get-on-now before the price rises shoot-up category? So, yeah, I mean, uh, I hate that term, essential. I think um, after two game weeks, it's really about where – you, it, what's essential for, or, or the must-haves for you. So, for example, I had a plan of uh, having Kane. And then I decided that I, want, I was greedy and I wanted Boomerang and, and uh, Boomerang for his fixtures and, and, and Kane for his explosiveness. So I thought, okay, I'm going to do Mora and Boomerang. That covers both teams. And then switch to Kane uh, in game week three. Because for me, for, my t- for me, it's essential to have a premium. And Kane is that man right now. So I've done that move. I've done boomerang to Kane. I don't think he's an. I don't think he's essential to everybody, but I I like his fixtures. Let's ignore what happened at uh, City. I watched the game, and honestly, I think Spurs had uh, two shots and, and maybe three times went over halfway line. So I don't know what people expect of Kane to do when they are in the halfway line. If if City don't let them, don't give them the ball, start bullying little kids. They still came out with a draw, by the way. So fair, fair play to them. Right, but that you just forget about the game. It was not Kane horrible shooting, or Kane not in the right positions, or Kane not doing the right thing. It was Spurs not doing the right thing because they were outplayed by City. Um, look back at what he did at Villa. I mean, okay, was in great to start with, and then bam, there's a brace. And we've just seen what a Championship striker done to Newcastle. So I'm not saying he's a must, but for me, he's going to be my captain, and it's the move that I made. And if it doesn't work out, then then fine. Um, listen, I think what's, uh, you can probably say Sterling is essential because you need that City attack. And right now, he is the most nailed attacker in City because Jesus and Aguero are sharing, sharing minutes, and I think they will continue to do that. Sterling will not be dropped with Sané out there because 
you know, apart from those three, San, will the Mahrez maybe, right? Um, so for me, I think Sterling is absolutely essential. Now, another player that has become sensational is the Ginger Prince or the better blue, blue, Ginger than scores in the blue side, as I call him. The guy is just when he's he is probably the best midfielder and my favourite player at, outside of Liverpool, along with Son. Um, and I think he will be one of the main reasons that City win the league again if he continues to be fit. Um, it is like a new signing for them this season. And he just, the way, it, it's not just the points, and he's giving you double assists in in every game. It's the way he plays, the way he's involved in everything, and he's so hungry that, again, I think, if you, well, listen, if you don't have Sterling, then KDB is a must because you need that City mid, you need that City attack. Uh, but well, there's absolutely nothing wrong with doubling up on Sterling and KDB right now. Absolutely nothing wrong. Um, and that's my plan to, in, 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 in the next two weeks. Um, apart from those, to be honest, um, I don't think there's anybody else that I see as essential. I think, listen, I think United have a great run of fixtures. I haven't been blown. They haven't blown my mind the way, the way they're playing. But, you know, with Rashford and, Mar- and, and Martial, you have two... Um, what I call premium players because they play for a top six team but they're really lowly, pro- lowly priced and I think Rashford will be back on pens after what happened on the weekend Martial uh, is a midfielder so you get even more points um, they've got the, they play in the team that just is not going to, to score so you know does that make a, a United defender uh, essential I don't think so I think there's plenty of options but they're high percentage ownership makes them maybe a little bit uh, but if you've cov- if you cover them with other teams I think it'll be fine but I think I can see United winning and I think they uh, they have a good good fixture run are they essential no I don't think so because I think there's so many options which what makes it really really brilliant this, this time around I don't know do you guys think there's anybody else that is essential um no I don't, I don't think so <laughs> um it's, it's game week Shrewd, two obviously it's well, it's apart from Giroud, obviously, Kylie, yeah. Um, obviously, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's game week two at the end of the day. We've got two data points on which to go on. I mean, at the, at, at the risk of sounding really stupid, the only one that I would consider pretty essential right now is Mr. Lundstrom at Sheffield United. I mean, we all look for that Wan-Bissaka player, that 4.0 that's going to just sit and tick you over the points. And, and actually, he's not just going to tick you over the points. He'll get you the odd goal and the odd assist. He could have had an assist from a goal trick by that in, in that game as well, by the way. We could be looking at a sort of twenty pointer from um, from Lundstrom, so I think I think he's looking like one. I'm not essential, but you should have him. Um, outside of that, I don't see that anyone really is essential. I don't think um, the Salah. I think the Salah and Mane conundrum is about. You know that question is about to be asked a lot over the next few weeks. Mm. Agree. Um, I think. Agree. And Kane... I, I don't think Sal- I don't think Salah is essential. By the way, I think you no, can cover him with Mane. No. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that question is going to be asked a lot for sure. Um, Jesus and Aguero, obviously that's difficult to pick out. Sterling and KDB, obviously difficult. And I I hear you on KDB, absolutely looked fantastic so far. Um, And he's just one of those players I love to watch, right? There's a a number of players in the league that I just love watching, and and he's definitely one of them. Um, But I've got Sterling. I feel like if I was going to captain a City player, it would be Sterling. I don't think I would ever go into a game week and captain KDB over Sterling. I don't think. So on that basis, I think I'm not getting him, not because I don't want him or I think he's a bad option. I think he's a brilliant option. I just, you can't have them all, right? And at the minute, he doesn't necessarily fit my team structure. And I, and I feel like I'm okay with having Sterling. Um, so I've, I've waffled a bit there. I don't think anybody's essential, Sam. Do you think anybody's no. essential? 
no, no. I, th- I think I, I tend to agree. Um, I mean, obviously, I think Kane's essential because I <laughs> you always think because Kane you is and essential. I, Sam, are on the same page because we are we are so in sync. Um, I think his XG for that City game was, was 0.01. I know it's City. But but, but what did you expect? Did you watch the game? Did you, did you watch yes, the game? They couldn't get one. the ball to him. Lee, they was... could not. Uh, honestly, they could not get the ball to him. It, it was hilarious. There's yeah, nothing. You know what? You could have had Messi, Pele and uh, <laughs> Peak Maradona up front in that game and they wouldn't have got the ball. No joke. I was watching... I was, City just bullied them. And I really agree with what Pep said, that in any other time, they would have won that game 6-1, 6-2, whatever. But just, it was quite hilarious what happened from a Liverpool point of view. It was ridiculous. I watched the game, I I watched it it again, the highlight, to see if if Ken was bad on it. But he just did not have any, there was no supply. There was nothing. never bad. He's never bad. He just doesn't. Well, get well, we got that far. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's let's let's. let's <laughs> yeah. at, at the moment, I don't I don't think there's anybody that I would class as absolutely essential. I don't. I wouldn't class Pookie as essential. Um, yet. 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 Okay. Not with not with the kind of. Chelsea, I mean, option. he's got Chelsea and Man City. In, yeah, two of the next three, and yeah. you know that that. I, I, think there, I think there will be questions about Pookie where we can talk a bit more about him. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, because I think he yeah. deserves a little bit, a little bit of attention in his special but, time. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And I think there are actually a few questions that'll come in, um, no doubt, later in the pod. So moving on. So the next topic is wildcard talk. So at Kiwi Nick underscore FPL asked for our must-haves for a wildcard. So. There has been a lot of people talking about wildcards. Lots of experienced managers have hit the button already this week. Um, or and, and there's certainly others that have given it very serious consideration. So for managers who are taking the plunge after only two weeks, which players or teams would you recommend they build their team around? Come to you first, Mars. Um Well, I, I kind of agree with Lee. If you want to have... The big players, you need to look at those enablers. And I think Lundstrom, uh, Todd Cantwell, they are players that are playing. And to be honest, look, look, I've watched two games of Sheffield United now. and, and some, Because sometimes you get that player, like, for example, Rico, right? Rico nearly got an assist. People got excited. He might play again, etc. And then he's just dropped. You watch Sheffield United and you watch Norwich. And Lundstrom was the furthest attacking player for Sheffield United when they were when they broke. And that's how he got his goal. And he should have had an assist uh, if it wasn't for McGoldrick missing an absolute sitter. So in, and, and that's, to, that's twice now we've seen, them, seen him at home and away from home, attacking, looking to pass, and doing really well, plus the fact that he's a defender. And I can see, look, I'm not saying start them in every game, but Sheffield United will be strong at home. And then when they play the teams around them, like the Palace, or no disrespect to the Villa and these guys, you start him because we've just seen that Sheffield United can keep a clean sheet and he will be involved. Brilliant. You only need to worry about it if they decide later on to bed in Besic or bring him in or whatever happens. But at the moment, uh, why would the manager drop him when he's doing well? The same with Cantwell. If you, wa- if you watch the highlights or watch the game and you speak to the Norwich fans, they tell you, that Cantwell is playing off Pookie and has been involved in every in all their 
what they call it, the all-out attack, especially at home. Again, he's another option that you don't have to start. However, when they're playing at home against the smaller teams or the teams around them, he's a great option. And the, the beauty with these guys, they enable you to have the Kane, the Rashford, the Martial, the, the KDB, Sterling. They can, you can maybe have three premiums, which we weren't able to have. We said, let's wait and see. Now you've got the, the Donka who plays. He played in every game. And although he had a goal, again, the goal was disallowed, but just think why it's the fact that he was involved in a goal that far up and he's still involved. You've got Todd and you've got um, Lundstrom. These are three players that can save you a lot of money, a lot of money, and you can rotate them. You don't have to play them all. So I'm not saying build your team around them, but these are guys that enable you to then have your, you definitely need a Sterling or a KDB, if not both, because City just look ridiculous and they will score in every game. Um, I think you need, at a minimum, an 8.5 to a 9 forward. You know, whether it's a Bobby, it's a Rashford or something like that. If you're really not going to go to the premium, um, I think you need that. And it, it, and then um, I think at the back, you need, listen, with having Lundstrom, and we just said you have Lundstrom, you, you cover the um, the base, you know, the teams that will get you the most clean sheets. I know it sounds, again, I'm doing a Michael Owen, but... United have got good fixtures and they've looked strong. They, the the here look, looked strong. Look, it was an amazing goal that beat him against Wolves. Uh, but they do have some good fixtures coming up. Um, you still can have a Liverpool defender because they will have the attacking plus the um, the potential clean sheets. Um, and for me, you know, City are always going to be one of those teams that you want a defender. At one stage, you're going to regret not having it so you have one of their defenders. And the rest, you fill the gaps. For me, these are the must-have players or price points if you like and then you fill in the gap excellent all right i'll come to you sam on the next one so fpl addict that's at fifa waled has two free transfers however he wants to make four changes meaning it would be a minus eight so in your view how many changes justifies a wild card and then we've kind of got a second one that ties in with that which is from fpl for idiots that's fpl for idiots um, asks, how many fires do you think warrants using your wildcard? So it's really w- at what point do you justify pushing that button in your view? So this is a really interesting one for me. I think normally um, I, I, I get easily panicked into using my wildcard <laughs> um, normally. And, and I don't often feel like I use it very wisely. So usually um, it gets to international break and everyone's talking about wild cards and I go, oh, um, oh I bet a wild card then. And, and I play it because that's, that was my strategy at the beginning of the season and all of that kind of stuff. And then I don't use it to its full potential. So for me, a minus eight is not worth wild carding. I'll take a minus eight. Um, if I feel like um, those transfers all need to happen at once. So often when you're looking for a minus eight, you can do the minus four one week and then and then take the other one the week after. So it kind of spreads the load a bit. Um, if if price-wise is mean that actually the four of them have to be done in one week um, this week, then I would take a minus eight and, and move on with it. Um, otherwise, you're kind of wasting two free transfers and, um, and playing a wild card that you're not really going to use to your full potential. Because I think for a lot of people at the moment... Um, they're kind of looking at the team and I'm sort of looking at mine thinking there's potentially three transfers in there, maybe four, if I just want to make sure I get a little bit more money out of um, 
one of my defenders like I, I have thought about doing Robbo to Van Dyke just to free up an extra 0.5 um but yeah so for me a minus eight wouldn't be worth it if you're getting into that I want to take a minus 12 that's when I think it's worth playing your wild card yeah and I mean people shouldn't I, I just I'm not one that's afraid of hits in general but certainly at this point in the season you are not everyone's a long-term investment but there will be some of those acquisitions that probably are especially if there's a maybe a, a Kane or a KDB or a Sterling or something in there um you'd anticipate that they would be reasonably long-term investments short Absolutely. of injury and, and I think certainly the ability to to give you those points back yeah and I think you know as you get two three four more game weeks into the season the level of data and understanding that we have of, of the players that are on form of the teams that are on form um of the new fixtures you know because we'll have got past the sort of opening fixtures that we've all looked really carefully at and we'll be into that kind of new wave of fixtures that's when a wild card can become incredibly useful to you um but obviously you've got to get your team to that point so if you feel like your team is actually in dire straight and you need to make five transfers in order for that to be fixable then that's that's the time to wild card but if you can do it for minus eight i take the minus eight keep the wild card for a few weeks time when that information that you have is so much more um complete and so much more useful to you um because we will really understand at that point whether the likes of you know Pookie are gonna you know is this just uh come out of the come out of the traps really really quickly and and, and it it goes down or you know is this is, is it this a, a long term thing yeah is it a Mitch is it a Jimenez you know are yeah. we is this the sort of yeah. that if we don't get on him now we'll really regret it come the end of the season or is this a player like Callum Wilson who's gonna pop up and down in spurts and we're kind of going to be jumping on and off of him across the season we can't possibly know that two game weeks in so for me if it's a minor say just take the hits keep the wild card for when you'll have that data and then you'll be able to use your wild card a lot more successfully potentially great discussion guys let's uh let's move on to the listener questions i'm sure they're going to bring up some more discussions. We'll try and be as, as quick and brief, if, especially if we've discussed the point. But we want to really thank everyone who sent their questions in. We'll try to, to cover as many as we can, if not all. Um, Kylie, shall we start with uh, Instagram and, and give it a bit of a, a push, something new that three amigos are trying, considering we have the experts or the expert of Instagram here, Sam. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what we all know Sam. Sam loves a bit of uh FPL Instagram action. Um, we actually have had our Instagram account for quite a while, just uh, haven't done a lot with it, but we are going to be much more active this season. So certainly um, keep keep uh, sending in questions and everything um, and we'll make sure to to answer them. So uh, we, we're gonna we're gonna try and um, be like Sam and be active. Um, <laughs> no, no one ever wants to be like me what's going on <laughs> <laughs> see I do love a bit of Instagram but um, we're, we're always so focused on Twitter but it's actually amazing how big the audience on Instagram is um, you wouldn't necessarily think so but there's quite a lot there and it's a really nice friendly FPL community over on Instagram that's what I like about it it's it's growing rapidly um, but in a really nice friendly way so, and yeah, do we have do we have any questions, Kylie? Um, we have we have one question uh, from Thunder Austin. So that's Jeff. 
uh, everyone knows Jeff. So he's asked, price rises, how urgently do we need to get in Sterling, Pookie, Sabias, Trossard and Mane? So, um, Blimey. Yeah, it's a long <laughs> It's a long list, so if you want them all, then wildcard. But what I would say is there's a couple in there, I mean, from my view, just off the cuff, that I would have as wait and sees, like Sabias, for example. I think I'd want to see how Ozil fits into that team. And then also, it's just not so great, right? So maybe week mm-hmm. five, week six. Trossard, kind of like what I said earlier, how does it work with him and Gross? You know, and then I mean, there's there's a case for for Sterling and Pookie certainly, um, but Mane as well. I mean, what do you guys think? I, I think there's some names in there that I would jump to immediately. Sterling and Pookie, yes for sure. Um, Sabios, so I'm with you. I thought he was outstanding, actually, oh, absolutely yeah. brilliant Incredible. in game week two. Um, mm. Although I will caveat that with the fact that Unai Emery has got some options there, right? He's got Guendouzi and Torreira and Xhaka and players like that. So and Ozil to come back. Oh, well, yeah, potentially. Um, if he never so, comes back from his illness slash injury slash whatever keeps him out all the time. Personal reasons. Then, yeah. yeah, personal You've reasons. Got, so, that, so he has got lots of options there, is, is my view. Um, and two really tough fixtures, game weeks three and four. Exactly, sure, exactly. Sure. He's got, he's yeah. got, you've got a chance to wait to watch and see. Um, I think if he can, know, he's if still he can, lonely on as well, so he's not. Um, I wouldn't jump on him right now. Yeah, I think if, if, he's, uh, if he passes the acid test against Liverpool and Spurs and plays well in those games, then then that's it. That's that's the test you need him to pass. Um, there was one other in there that I've missed. Who was that? Um, so it was Sterling, Trossard, Pukies, right? Trossard, Trossard, yeah. Trossard, yeah. Now, Trossard, again, uh, game week two, very good. Um, one goal could have had two, were it not for VAR. Um, but again, I would just urge Jeff to have a look at Potter's um, history. Right, We know from his uh, his days in the championship last year that he was pretty open to rotation. Um, he likes to keep the squad fresh. Mm. Although he did spend £15 million on Trossard in the summer for a reason. So you'd like to think that he is going to play him. Um, and Kylie, you point out the fact that obviously they've got Pascal Gross in there to come back too. So just keep an eye on rotation. Um, but if Trossard can start getting regularly in that team, then yeah, I can see him being the creative fulcrum. Right. Brilliant. Thank you, Jeff, for our first question on Instagram. Brilliant. Uh, right, uh, we've got uh, Morpheus Fire. Uh, Morpheus Fire, is it worth bringing Dondonka into starting eleven as an enabler? Currently looking at four five four one and want to remove King uh, to shore up the midfield. Also potential replacement for Robinson, uh, the Sheffield Blades he calls them, at five point five or below. So that's sorry, two questions. Um, Kylie, I'll come to you on that one. So first of all. Uh, is Dendonkan an enabler? And second of all, options for 5.5 and below. So he's saying to start Dendonka in a 5-4-1, is that correct? Correct. Okay, yeah, I wouldn't want to, right? I, it's not that I don't think Dendonka is a decent option. He's He's been on my bench and I've been quite impressed with the... Um, how he how he's looked. I mean, he had a, go- a goal overruled um, in the first game week, so he's certainly a really great enabler at 4.5. But my concern would be if you're playing a 5-4-1, you've only five attacking spots then, and you're using one of them on, uh, you know, someone like Dendonka, where, yeah, I think that over the course of the season, he will probably chip in with a bit here and there, and he does look decent. But, I mean, you're not expecting a huge amount. So, 
while you can probably then afford with your remaining attacking positions for them to be premium, and I'm assuming that they would be quite rich um, in that regard, I'd still be a little bit concerned. I just think maybe if it was, you know, a three, five, two or something, and I just had a little bit more attack in there. Um, and then I was playing him because I was using that money to ensure I had Kane or something. You know, I could maybe, I could maybe swing with that, but I just think in a five, four, one, it would probably be a little bit off putting for me. I do okay. think at 4.5, I'd probably be more likely to go the Cantwell option um, just because he's shown such tremendous attacking um, potential. And I mean, he's delivering returns anyway so, in an attacking team. So would you say Cantwell would be your uh, replacement for Robinson at 5.5 or below? Yeah, probably. I mean, oh, the fixtures aren't great, but. Um, yeah. I mean, we have to be realistic at that price. What you're yeah. expecting is a return maybe in three games. You are going to have to rotate him with maybe a Dundonka. We have to be realistic, right? Yeah. Um, I, I, I can't think of many... But I mean, we just touch on Onions or Ceballos, as people like to call him. I prefer Onions. Um, and uh, I, I don't think there's much choice right now. Uh, guys, have you spotted anybody? I mean, obviously there's the Chelsea options like Kante and these guys, but still for me, I haven't seen enough to, to warrant them a place in my team. Um, I think we both really like McGinn at Aston Villa. Mm-hmm. Um, really good um, stats from last season. All right, I know it's championship, but um, far better in terms of um, shots inside the box than Grealish had last season. Um, better returns in terms of goals and assists than Grealish last season, and that much cheaper in the game. Plus, I think, you know, obviously got a goal against Bears um, in game week one um, and was actually unlucky not to get some returns in, in game week two as well. So for me, I, I really like the, the look of McGinn. I think he's got the potential um, to be a really nice enabler in that. All right, in there that we 5.5. go. McGinn, Cantwell. Chelsea options or then don't um, yeah quite a few choices there for you Morphus uh, right next question uh, Lee I'll come to you uh, FBL Duck Andy at FBL Puck sorry FBL Puck Andy <laughs> at FBL Puck <laughs> FBL Duck is something very different <laughs> yeah Wilson is my only striker options is that a whole question <laughs> yeah that's like you yeah, well, it, okay. Uh, Wilson is my only striker options. Yeah, there's tons of options. Uh, tons of options. Um, the obvious one's Pookie. We'll come to him if you want to. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I can see I can see why people would want to get rid of Wilson. We've had that conversation already. In, in, in terms of options, I mean, just Pookie's the obvious one. I, th- I still think there's a couple of 6.5s that could do well as well. And despite not getting any points yet, I'm I'm still... Holding on to Diogo Yotta at Wolves. Um, Are you? Uh, yeah, Thank I just think he looked really good in pre-season. He's looked amazing in Europe. If only you could do something mm. in the Premier League, we'd be we'd all want him in our team. So I'm a bit, almost a bit like confused as to why he can't seem to score in the Premier League. Um, but outside of that, there's Wesley at Aston Villa, Sharp at Sheffield United in the six point uh, six point bracket. But I, I don't see there's tons of value in that bracket I think 6.5 is where you'd want to go if you're looking to save a bit of money with your Wilson transfer out um Barnes obviously at Burnley the Barnes train is well and truly out the station isn't it um mm. what's that two in two now or maybe even three in two for yeah, Ashley Barnes so two. 
definitely one to keep an eye on. And, and of course, we, you know, we'd love to nail our colours to the mast in terms of the Chelsea forward that's going to get the nod, be it Giroud or Tammy Abraham. It doesn't look as if Batshuayi's in the equation right now. Um, but that's quite difficult because um, Frank Lampard seems to be rotating the two. I, I personally think Giroud played very well in the first half against um, Leicester. Help me out. Leicester. Yes, absolutely. So, um, yeah, of the two, I'd maybe go Giroud, but you can't really place any bets there. Um, so, yeah, to answer the question, it's, it's a very vague question, but the, yeah, there's absolutely tons. Um, but at the minute, I think Puki is the obvious one. Um, and if you want to go a bit riskier, then 6.5 seems to be the sensible bracket to go to. Yeah, yeah, although it feels a bit sideways. And if you were going to get rid of Wilson, there's probably, for all the same reasons, you also wouldn't want King, I don't think. Yeah, no. Right, yeah. The only other other way you could do it is maybe if you have money or it's another move, you move to Rashford, up 0.5 to Rashford. United have good fixtures. Sure. Right, there's a few options for you there. Right, Um, Sam, I'll come to you quickly on this one. FBL Oakwell, at FBL Oakwell. Salah and Mane... Or Sterling and KDB. He wants six pool city players. The dilemma is whether to have two defense, one attacker from either. Gut is saying two pool defenders still. Thoughts? Uh, for me, it's a no on the two pool defenders thing until Allison's back. I think Adrian is fine as a make do keeper, but for me, um, if I'm going to spend potentially 14 million on, on two defenders, I want them to be guaranteed almost clean sheets as well as some attacking returns. So for me, while Allison's out, um, it, it's a no on two pool defenders for sure. Um, what was the other part of that question? Salah? So, is it, so basically it's Salah Mane plus a defender or is it Sterling and KDB? Double up in midfield with either Liverpool or City. Yeah. Oh, so I just One's quite expen- more expensive than the other. Yeah. Wait, can Salah- he not have... Can you not just have... I would have one of the Cities and one of the Liverpools. I would go, That's like, not, if it's money. <laughs> I don't just, Mane I agree. I would stand him. Go Mane and KDB if money is a problem. I wouldn't yeah, want I think, one I think he or wants the three, other. He wants three of each, and he's deciding if it's uh, double... Uh, and, and he's saying, basically, with double Liverpool defence, I can only choose... Um, Mane or Salah. Mane or Salah. <clears throat> and what we're saying is, well, don't go double Liverpool defence, and if you really want, go both of them. Salah Mane yes. plus one either. But actually, personally, my per- my personal choice would be Sterling and KDB plus one of the Liverpool guys and the Liverpool yes. defender. I would, if it was if it was down to me and I was starting my team again with the knowledge that I have now, I'd go Van Dijk at the back, save 0.5. Um, I'd have Sterling and KDB and then I'd probably go Mane. Right. Yeah. Brilliant. Kylie, I'll come to you. FBL Classical at FBL Classical. We have two parts here. Having taken Del, uh, Del Boy out, uh, Del Boy's price drop, sorry, I feel like keeping him for his next two. We'll keep Siggy too, despite his blanks. Would you keep them? Del Boy and Siggy. Mm, not not uh, Del Boy, not Delafay. Uh, Watford have been really underwhelming. Um, surprising because they traditionally start the season quite strongly. Mm. Um but no, I think that there's enough alternatives in the price range that would tempt me. I mean, obviously, he was hooked at halftime in the first match. And then just Watford in general, it's, it's just no. So I think you've got 
players like Barnes out there at that price range. I mean, you know, Lee mentioned holding on to Jota. I've still got Jota. I'm not moving him yet. But at least I've seen form in Europa League. That would give me a reason to think that, you know, that could translate into Premier League form. There's nothing that I've really seen from Delefeu. And part of the concern really was that his performances last year, the you know, the it was severely skewed by how well he did against, um, I think it was Huddersfield and Cardiff. So actually, on the whole, he wasn't that great an option outside of those two. So I think I'd be looking to move him on. Siggy, mm, eight millions, a, a lot of money when you can downgrade to, say, a Martial um, or someone else who's performing and probably going to increase in price dramatically because that tends to happen with United players when they do well. Um, so I can see the temptation to, to move him on. Everton still have pretty decent fixtures, but they're not scoring a lot of goals at the moment. And Ken, I believe his name is, Moise. Yeah. Yep. Um, isn't isn't doing anything yet. He's still got to gel with that team and Calvert-Lewin isn't good enough. So to be honest, I'd probably be looking to move them both on myself. Right. But if I was keeping one, I'd keep Siggy. There you go. Sell Del Boy and maybe keep Siggy for now. I'll take the second part, which says, I think of uh, think of selling Fraser, King and Trent, possibly for Mount Rashford and Sinocho from uh, Leicester. Uh, your thoughts on how to for transfers? Well, I don't really like Mount or Sinocho. Rashford is one that I would, I'm interested in. So I would say sell two and... Um, Get Rashford plus one if you really have to. Man could be a punt. If you need to sell Fraser and King, get one of them out, keep the other. Um, but I'll definitely keep TA for now, personally. So, Lee, Emil uh, Soderberg at Soderberg92. What is the ops- best option? Go with Rashford and Pookie up front or just Kane? Both both teams have good fixtures. so. Okay. Uh, Rashford and Pookie, or I, I get, or I guess, for the same money, Kane and a, and a cheapie, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think I'd go Rashford and Pookie. I think it gives you more what options. I'm getting the Sam Death stare right now. Hashtag <laughs> Sam Death stare. Um, Unbelievable! <laughs> Break out the memes. What is wrong with you? No, Rashford and Pookie, I think give you more options. I think Rashford now, um, if if he's not already absolutely should be on penalties after. Pogba's penalty success rate fell to something like 36%. I thought I saw a stat today. Um, so Rashford should be on penalties. And of course, we've seen plenty from Pookie to suggest that he's going to be a good option. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, again, I'm, I'm, I am going to get the death stare now. But Kane's XG against City, I know it's City, but it was 0.01, not in the oh. game at all. And he only scored two goals against Villa because they tired at the end. And you Christian are Eriksen ridiculous. Come on. You Sam, are what's absolutely your, ridiculous. Sam, what's, your, what's your kid's favourite song? Fortune? <laughs> Let it go. Yeah, let it go. Let it go. Honestly, he just... <laughs> I'm not worried about Kane this weekend at all. Don't need him in your team. Don't, Captain. Get yourself Brilliant. a very big sofa. <laughs> you, and I will laugh at you when my captain brings home a hat trick. I've got more. Right. More is going to do the business. Who won't start. <laughs> he won't, he won't <laughs> even start. Will he? Yeah. I, I, hope, I hope they both do well. Right. So there, there you have it, uh, Emil. Let's, uh, let's move on. Right. Mark Dorney. At Mark Dorney. We both know Mark. I think I, I, I heard him mentioned on your live stream the other day, yeah? Brilliant question because I, I, I looked at it and I, and I gave him the eyes like, what? 5.5 forwards or below? I mean, seriously, why are we looking? Why are we talking about this, Mark? It, it should be either Greenwood. 
Greenwood or Wickham and save the rest of the money. I think um, I, I actually have, have to be honest, I did look at this price bracket so earlier, did I. Um, simply because I was thinking, can I can I find a way to take Perez up to Martial? Um, and the only way to take Perez up to Martial is for me to go for an uber, uber cheapie up top. But there isn't anyone that's going to play in that. Andy Carroll. No. He's not cheap <laughs> enough. Look, look, um, look at Brighton, but he's not even going to start. There's four strikers now and they're sharing the minutes. What so about I would Goldrick at Sheffield United. McGoldrick, yeah, McGoldrick. I mean, yes, McGoldrick. But to be honest, but then there's Richard. Really what's what's the output? And then they've got Sharp, and they've got McBurney, and they've got they've got other players right now. Robinson as well. Let's see how his injury. So they've got four forwards. McGoldrick just missed the absolute sitter. Uh, honestly, I would save the money. Uh, either find somewhere else to go to six point five, or just save the money and go with a four point five. Right, Kylie. Uh, J A C X B underscore two three one B at corn uh, yeah at corn uh, <laughs> underscore Jacob Moro Fraser both are um, I'm assuming not to buy but to to sell is this no no question? to buy yeah to buy to buy oh okay well I'll 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 tell you what my sister who is just she's in Australia she's just started fantasy football despite not watching football um and she, she was put through boot camp over the summer and she has that refreshing first season ruthlessness that I really miss um after five seconds in her team she looked at Fraser and was like who's this dud why is he here he got me a yellow card not nah, off with his head so I I would say in in that vein um I would not be considering Fraser at the moment based on what we were talking about earlier and Sam touched on this in particular, um, it's A, not a good fixture to be bringing a Bournemouth player in and B, Fraser and Bournemouth are just not quite hitting the heights. Maybe that's unreasonable of us to expect them to, but it's Bournemouth we usually do. Uh, I think his time will come, but I don't think it's just yet and I'd want to see who's going to emerge as, as the option there. So I wouldn't be looking at him. I'd also not be looking at Mora. I think if you have Mora in your team right now, it's a slightly different story because it is a great fixture. There's genuine concerns about who will be playing. Son is coming back. Son is a star. He's a legend for Spurs and we all love him. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they, they have options there. And while he did... Brilliantly, I think it took like 19 seconds or something ridiculous for him to score from the bench this week, and all of us owners were delighted. I think you're making a decision as an owner whether you want to hold him for one more week in the hope that he'll maybe get you something from the bench. I don't think you're bringing him in at this point. So I think if that's your price range, that's circa 7.5, I'd probably be either holding fire on whoever you have right now, or I'd be either going up a smidgen to a Martial or I would be going down further and and taking some of that money and investing it elsewhere. Okay, talking about Son, we've got a couple of questions. Sam, I'll come to you on this one. FBL Asian at FBL underscore Asian, Moji at Shakemore and FBL Schwartz at the one Schwartz asking about Son. With great upcoming fixture list, they're wondering if he's a risk and also if he could be an alternative to Kane. Do you think he's going to start this weekend? 
100%. Yeah, I think it's not... I was having this conversation um, with somebody earlier. I, I think, for me, it's not like Son's injured. He hasn't been injured. He's just suspended. He's done a full pre-season. He's in full match you know, training um, and all of that kind of stuff. He looks on good form. He is absolutely essential for the Spurs team, the way that we play, the way Potch likes to play. For me, it's the same as Kane, right? If he's fit, he plays. If Son's fit, he plays. So he's now available. I think he's straight back in the team. Um, yeah, so absolutely he is. Okay, fan. there we go. There you have it, guys, from the insiders at Spurs. We <laughs> <laughs> get bench now. Yeah, Lee, I'll come to you. Conman at Conman1975. Is Mane in the form of his career and a better option than Salah? With money in the bank, are we too scared not owning Salah? Um, I think Mane is in great form. Um, he played very, very well in the Super Cup. Of course, played well um, in against Southampton as well. I wouldn't say that any of the Liverpool team played particularly well against, against Southampton in the first half. He just happened to pop up with a wonder goal, right? Um, but do I still think that Salah's worth the money over Mane? Yes, I do. Um, simply because I don't think Salah is going to spend um, too... He's not going to spend too many game weeks where he will have played two hours worth of football in midweek, right? I mean, the Champions League is a few weeks off. We know that fitness is still being built up by a lot of the players from pre-season. So I, I still think Mane, sorry, I still think Salah is the one to have right now. Um, but of course, you know, if you think you can spend that a million and a half better elsewhere in your team, uh, then yeah, I think um, I think yeah. you, you possibly could. The one thing I will say about Mane's performance against Southampton was that he was actually quite creative. We talked before last season about how obviously they matched each other with 22 goals, shared the golden boot, but Salah got 12 assists compared to Mane's two or three, I think, over the course mm. of a season. But actually, um, Mane's chances created in the Super Cup and against Southampton were up. And of course, he got the assist for Firmino, the second goal for Liverpool. So could we start to see a more creative Mane getting more assists to go with his goals? Uh, well, if we do, then yes, he is going to be um, probably better value than Salah. So watch this space. Yeah, I absolutely love Mane, and maybe maybe he's um, maybe he's right. I'm scared of not owning Salah. Obviously, I love Salah as well, but I just think Mane last season was unbelievable. If he does it again, it's just all the better for Liverpool. So yeah, fair, fair answer, Lee. Kylie, uh, FBL underscore charlatan at FBL underscore charlatan. Which teams or players have the most attractive fixtures between game week three and game week eight? Um, so I think it's a lot of the, the teams that we sort of talked about there. Um, mm. most of them have said maybe like one difficult fixture or one sort of top six team fixture, um, in that run. But, um, just even looking at the next five fixtures, say I, Tottenham, they've got Newcastle, Arsenal, uh, and I mean, Arsenal's defense is Arsenal's defense, you know, um, London Derby's always high scoring. So it's yeah. always good for FBL. Yeah, um, and Kane likes scoring against Arsenal, if I remember correctly. Um, they've got Palace, they've got Leicester, they've got Southampton. So they do have a strong run of fixtures. Obviously, Kane is one of the big attractive, uh, the big attractive player there. But there's also Son, as we've talked about, and based on how he's performed in the past and Sam's Absolute conviction that he starts this weekend. I think he looks like a good option, a more affordable one as well. Um, with City, then they've got Bournemouth this weekend and they've got Brighton, Norwich, Watford and Everton. I think absolutely I would be piling in on City attack. I also think they'll get clean sheets in that. Everton still have a good run. 
their attack is really underwhelming at the moment, to be frank. I mean, you were relying on Bernard to get your goals. It's a bit... Mm. So uh, I think it's the it, the defence that continues to be interesting. Many of us are keeping fingers crossed that Dinier is okay and not injured um, because actually it turns out he's a great attacker as well when he's not getting himself red carded after being subbed on. Um, then there's Villa. Villa have decent fixtures, Everton, Palace, West Ham, Arsenal, and then Burnley. I mean, I think the fixtures are good. I'm just not sure, other than maybe McGinn, who I would choose from Villa. Uh, I remember seeing somewhere that Grealish has, like, the worst record ever uh, for losses in the Premier League. It's something like 20 in a row over the course of the seasons. Yeah, he's lost loads, hasn't he? Yeah. He's lost 20, I think, or something like that. the... Else. No one has ever lost that many in the Premier League, mm. right? So that is fairly diabolical. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> I mean, that's harsh, right? But it's also true. It must be something to do with the hair. Maybe he needs to change it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean, look at Carl Walker. It has to be said, right? Carl Walker is much more aerodynamic now that he's got the, the hair shaved. So maybe Grealish needs to think about that. <laughs> it could be a knock bring her back in before we, Bring her back in before we go into Giroud and hair. Did we, United, <laughs> did, we, did we mention United? No, I was, so I was going to come to that. So we've United okay. then, and there's also Chelsea. So I think United, the, the, the two there, they both have really good fixtures. I would say I would be investing in United more quickly, even though I wasn't totally convinced by their Game Week 1 performance. I thought it was a little flattering. But, I mean, they did only concede to a wonder goal at the weekend, Um 5.5 or thereabouts for Wambisaka Maguire, their defenders, is very affordable, yeah. especially for people who maybe are deciding to release a bit of funds from their second Liverpool defender. Um, and then there's Martial and there's Rashford. And Martial in particular is easier to get in, I would say. Yeah. To your t- the the thing, Rashford. you know, when you look at United and Chelsea, the biggest difference for me is we know United, we know who's exactly. going to play, we know how they're going to play, and they have history. Whereas when you look at Chelsea, we still don't know what Lampard is trying to do yeah. majorly. And definitely we don't know the attacker. So I would sit and watch on Chelsea and definitely go on the United if we have to. And I think you right. can afford to sit and watch on Chelsea. Anyway. Absolutely, absolutely. We have a, well, I'm not sure I really want to take this question. At the Marple Curse, anyone here from him or Divock's dad? Who's That's that by. Oh, I don't know, I don't know. Right. He probably doesn't know who the Spice Girls are. No, 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 he doesn't. Definitely. Or, or, um, you know, those Irish boy band. Right. Last season, Biscuit frustrated many as a formerly defender who proved too good to bench. What lessons does our Biscuit experience teach us in how to manage uh, Looney, Lundstrom? Back him as a starting fantasy defender, first, second, third defender, or at best, it is the best rotation pick. So we've touched on this. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll take that, Don. Um, I know you're on your wild card, so just get him in and play him as your fourth defender and move on. Now, I think, listen, I don't think he should be one of your top three personally, but I think as a fourth defender or somebody that you play and you rotate with, it's fine. Now, saying that, if you have uh, nine amazing players and he's your tenth player as your third defender, I don't see what's what's wrong with that personally. So we move on. Uh, right, let's um, quick a quick one from uh, Jeff he always likes to send us a random question so FBL underscore thunder and this th- literally you have 10 seconds to think about this 
Lee, I'm coming to you first. What one item would you shrink so that you could carry it around in your pocket? Oh my goodness. Um it almost fits in my pocket, but I would shrink down my Nintendo Switch oh my a little bit more so that it fits in my pocket. Because my son is, oh, our son is five years old, and I tell you what, he and I are both getting amazing at Mario Kart. Uh, anybody wants to DM me on Twitter, I will take you on, and we will beat you at Mario Kart. Sam, what about you? Um, I I am a, a big tea fiend, so if I could shrink the kettle and fit it in my pocket so I could have endless tea on supply, that would be quite nice. Very good. <laughs> Kylie coffee? Um, well, no, you see, I always have it, right? And if I have to shrink it, then it's really small, and my dosage is much higher than that, so I'm not sure that that would work effectively. I would probably sh- actually shrink my entire wardrobe on the basis that I have the ability to, like, re-blow it up again because I, sometimes I'm a bit of a disaster. I mean, I do love my, my clothes and stuff, but I also – as you know, I'm running around um, kind of like a hurricane sometimes and I'm spilling coffee and I'm doing all sorts of things. So which would just make my life a lot easier if uh, I could do that. But I'd need like the ability to kind of take it out of my pocket and then it magically increases in size. So I know I'm being a bit demanding for the question. There, you are. Well, you you demanding. Nah. I know. So out of character. <laughs> Uh, right, for me, it's a real fast. I'll just drink my shisha and smoke it wherever I want. So I can continue to be chilled. <laughs> I wonder what Don would have said. I said to be honest, when we, first, when, we first got, when, we, when we first got it, I said we should shrink Don because he's way too big. <laughs> <laughs> right. Fun size, Don. Yeah. Right. Um, so. Thank you all for the questions again. I think we've had a, a brilliant discussion. Now we're coming to near the end, so we just want to quickly touch on our game week plans now. I know there's rivalry between you two. There's rivalry between Kylie uh, uh, and, uh, and her friends that are uh, listening to the pod to, to watch out what she does, so we might not be divulging on all our plans. I have no friends or no rivalry. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> I used to, I used to, but honestly, even with the cash league, I just give what I say, like, this is the team that I'm playing. I mean, if you want to copy it, fine, whatever, do whatever you want. I don't really, you know, like I said, maybe I'm smoking too much shisha. I just want to enjoy the game. You're way too chill these yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're just going to touch on our plans uh, for the coming game week and then captain picks. We'll go with like, a, you know, a nailed captain and, and what you think is, is could be a differential captain. And uh, I'll start to make it easy for you guys. So I've already mentioned I did I did a mini wild card. Um, Perez, Will, um, King and... Uh, who else actually got out of the door? I can't even remember now. Perez, King, and I'm looking at my team. Um, well, can't remember. Three people went out. <laughs> you can't yeah. have been that excited. <laughs> no. You are way too chilled. Way too chilled. Get yeah, yeah. a bit less chilled. <laughs> I know. I know. Kane, Pookie, and Cantwell came in, and I can't remember who who went out. Uh, oh yeah, sorry, uh, Boomerang. So my 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 plan was to always move to Kane. So that happened no matter what. Um, I think for me, having watched Pookie, I want a bit of the party. I wanted to be on the plane. His price rise was going too much. And I thought, you know, between him and King, not much difference. So let's jump on and see what happens. And if I need to jump off, I'll just, there's too many options. And to be honest, Cantwell uh, for Perez was more for uh, the Ginger Prince. It's making money for my next move. Um, again, um, Cantwell and Dundonka will share minutes, whatever. 
um, if, if I need to play one of them. So I'm not really fussed. Uh, and that is, well, yeah, my captain pick definitely will be Kane. Um, and the risky one or one that I think will be... So last week I called Pookie, by the way. Didn't go with him. Uh, that was a hat-trick. Um, so um, this week I think I will... Um, I'm going to say Martial, unfortunately. Yeah, no. I would like to have had him in, but yeah. Right, um, Kylie, come to you next. Um, so I have two free transfers and 0.5 in the bank. And... Not total conviction about what I want to do, which is challenging. Perez is definitely going because he's just annoying at this point. Um, and I have to make a decision about whether I'm going to downgrade one of my Liverpool defenders. And I'm really not sure I want to do that just yet, even though I'm not totally convinced by them. Um, and maybe it's because I partially feel I'll get rid of the wrong one. Um, and also I think I'd rather not do it this week simply because I have um, Zinchenko and I have Dinier and, you know, with even slight question marks over either of them, I don't think I want to get rid of a defender that I feel, particularly if it's like the likes of Van Dijk, where I feel that that player will actually play. Um, so I think I'll get rid of Perez um, and I may get rid of Wilson um, just to free up some money to be able to do something in midfield. I like the looks of De Bruyne. I think Martial could be a decent option. Um, yeah, so I've, I've lots of questions there. In terms of captaincy, I don't have um, – I mean, I have Mora in, in my team, but um, I, I don't have Kane. So it's going to be Sterling for me and hope he continues his lovely little run of form and gets uh, another hat-trick, you know, just to be greedy at uh, at the weekend against Bournemouth. A risky risky pick, I think a risky pick would be, well, not, maybe not that risky, but Son. I think Son, if he starts, could do yeah. well against Newcastle. Nice one. Now, yeah, fair enough. Uh, Sam, come to you next. Lee, I'm saving the best of the last, mate. So. <laughs> um, so my strategy was always to bring in Sterling for game week three in replacement of KDB but obviously with the way KDB is performing there's no way that I can um, ship him out so I am in a bit of transfer limbo um, I have come to the realisation that price rises are going to be the death of me this week because people are just making transfers here there and everywhere and as a result prices are changing rapidly but I don't want to make a move until I know what's happening with I'm also on Zinchenko and Dina. And I, I don't feel like I want to make a make a, too many changes before I know for sure that those guys are, are OK. I think Zinchenko's fine. But with Dina, I just want to make sure he's going to play before before I really make a decision. Um, if Dina's OK, then I'm probably going to go double Norwich this week um, and bring in Pookie and Cantwell um, in replacement of um, Shea Adams and Perez. Um if Dinya is injured, then that throws open a whole new can of worms and, and I'll probably look to um, bring in Martial in the midfield and downgrade um, Dinya. But I, I'm yet to be decided. Um, the one thing I am totally firm and decided on is that Kane will be my captain this week. Um, and in terms of um, a differential pick, um, my jammy pick this week, it, it was Sonny. So I'll, I'm going to stick with that. Um, I think Sun will be a really good 
good choice this week. Kylie had some. You can't have some. Like, well, he was my jam pick. Right. So, right. so definitely, yeah, I'll share some. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, otherwise, uh, otherwise, I'd go for a Manchester United asset against Palace. I think, you know, Rashford, yeah. Martial, one of those guys. Yeah. Marshall, Martial. Well, I'll have Rashford then. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll shrink him down and put him in my pocket. Never my desk there. I think I've just been, I don't know, death shouted at. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you got the blanket ready for the sofa, mate? I've got the shed keys ready to go. <laughs> there right, Lee, wrap it up for us and we're expecting a completely different it doesn't have to be a differential by the way. It could be so you know, just a player that you think will be the pick of the week. But not but not Rashford but or Martial, not Martial or anyone else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, well, my transfers, I think, are going to be popular ones, um, not just on this pod, but on in the FPL community. So Perez is gone. Wilson is gone. These are transfers I've made already, by the way. I made them yesterday. Um, and Pookie is in and also Martial is in. So it's a bit predictable. Um, is Pookie chasing the points? Well, yes, it is. But it's points that I want. So I'm going to chase them. Um, I think he's going to be a really good pick, right? And I think Martial offers great value, so I don't need to say any more about those two. Um, Captain is going to be Sterling. I'm with Kylie on that. I think Bournemouth um, look a bit shaky defensively. They can see they concede a lot of shots. Mm. I've noticed, yeah. and to that end, and they also can see they give. Um, it's, whenever I've watched them, their defence seems to back off players. So I think that's good for KDB and the long shot goal this week. So I'm a bit worried about not owning him, but I've talked about that earlier in the pod. But nevertheless, I think I think Sterling will get. Um, um, opportunities against what is frankly I think some dodgy looking Bournemouth fullbacks so Sterling captain I think in terms of a differential captain um, I think Norwich will um, score against Chelsea I think Chelsea will find it hard at Norwich but we've already seen that Norwich can concede and to that end I think Pulisic has looked pretty good so far so maybe as a bit of an out there pick over him or I've really liked the look. Um, I look. I like the look of um, James when he came on for Manchester United in game yeah. week one. I like the look of him less when he started diving around in the first half of the Wolves game. But as soon as he stopped doing that, he actually looked pretty good and he looks pretty quick and pretty hungry. So him against a pretty crap Crystal Palace um, could be a nice differential. No disrespect Lovely. to Crystal Palace, but I feel like no, no. I think they're going to get the hashtag. Yeah, I don't know. I feel it. I feel it in my waters. They're getting yeah. the no disrespect hashtag this year, not Villa. <laughs> yeah, right, guys. That's uh, it's been brilliant. That's uh, that's all we've got time for tonight's show. Uh, we have been Mars, who you can find at Mars05. Kylie, who you can find at Kylie FPL. Uh, Don did not make it tonight, but you can still find him at the Marple Curse. I'm pretty sure that's uh, his old well, Divock's dad, whichever one you know, which one. Don't forget to join our league, the code for which is DJKKL9. The league will be open until after the first international break. Um, And obviously, uh, our special guests, Sam and Lee, who you can find on social media and YouTube at FBL Family. Make sure you subscribe to their channel so you will get notified ahead of their next podcast and of course follow them on their various social channels make sure you follow our account at three amigos fbl and thanks as always for listening and your continued support good luck in game week three adios amigos one for each other and all for one the three brave amigos are we